0: McDonald's new $123 menu has breakfast, which means you can get the sausage burrito for $1, a sausage McGriddles for $2, and the sausage McMuffin with egg for $3. Or, as Jill likes to call it, the I burnt the toast, set off the smoke detector, and filled the apartment with smoke meal. (laughs) More like the I can't believe you did that again meal. Build whatever breakfast you want with McDonald's new $123 menu. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: Can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay.
0: Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. This is Snowman in the Morning, and it begins
2: now. That's us.
0: I say Meet the ball. Excuse me, bitch. You know what? That makes me mad.
1: I ask myself, is it worth
0: it? I answer my.
2: Oh, brother. Some people just don't get the memo sometimes. They don't. They simply don't. Shame on them. Now then, I'm going to turn this down, and I'm going to say, good morning! It's the Wednesday Express of Snowman in the Morning. And already I'm getting shit from Michael Hogue saying I'm scared to bring him on the show. No, I just didn't want to bring you on, sucker. Anyway, good morning, everybody. Hogue tuning in. John Blaine tuning in. <laughs> uh, my buddy Shane out in Idaho says Memo was lost. All right, we got a lot to get through in the next 60 minutes. And what we're going to get through, the Western Conference Finals is set. What's up, my buddy Trey Snide? Uh, Darrell Owens, Jr. everybody's checking in with me. Um... If you're checking in with me on the Facebook live feed, drop me a comment. Let me know where you're listening from, and I'll say hi to you on the air. We're presented by Cleaver Supplements, pure supplements for when genetics are just not enough. Well, there was some history made last night. Let's get into it. For the morning highlight, this is courtesy. Hey, where'd it go? Here it is. This, what I'm about to play, is courtesy of K I R O. In Seattle, let me set the scene for you. The scene was the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. There was a big left-hander by the name of James Paxton, who was pitching for the Seattle Mariners. And Rick Riz delivers this final call. Paxton, ready. Here's the windup, and the 0-2 pitch. James Paxton indeed pitched a no-hitter. For the Seattle Mariners, 5 nothing was the final as James Paxton goes the distance. And oddly enough, it's the first no hitter. Uh, excuse me, let me try that again. The first road no hitter in Seattle Mariners history. That is crazy. That's our morning highlight presented by Cleaver Supplements. Well, let me get into this before I bring Chris Dietz on. The Western Conference Finals is set. Vashawn Jones checking in from Clarksdale, Mississippi. What's up, VJ? My buddy Big Jim, Jim Powers, also checking in. They're checking us live on the Facebook live feed. Michael Hogue checking in from just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. Stevie McClure checking in as well. All right, let's get into it. The Western Conference Finals is set, and it's what everybody thought it would be, the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Both teams clinched their and coming Utah Jazz, but Utah will be back next year. Count on that just as the Indiana Pacers will as the Pacers came within an eyelash of beating LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Got more on that tomorrow. Now, uh, the big dog Shane Lake checking in as well. What's up? The Golden State Warriors took care of the New Orleans Pelicans 113-104 to clinch their series in five games. And for the first time, In this particular run by the Golden State Warriors, they open the Western Conference Finals on the road. Houston, the number one seed, will host the... What a pity. What a pity, Houston. What a pity. You know why I say what a pity? Because there was a statement that was earlier this season when they said they are obsessed in beating the Golden State Warriors. Let me repeat that for you. They are obsessed. In beating the Golden State Warriors. Ha 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 ha. I laugh at such tomfoolery, cause it ain't gonna happen. I did an article on the website, arenasportsnet.com, called Buy or Sell. And the team in question was the Houston Rockets. Now, granted, they have Chris Paul, who's pretty good. James Harden's the leading candidate for MVP, although I say he shouldn't get the MVP. And I have many reasons for that. Houston won 66 games. They have the right to be the number one seed. But the culpability lies within their head coach, Mike D'Antoni, as his back in the game several times. Several times, I tell you. And there's just – I don't think there's no kind of way I see Houston – going no longer than six games to try to take down Golden State. Now, let me say this. Two years ago, I can't believe I'm going to bring this team up. Oklahoma City stole game one at Roark Arena. They wound up losing in seven because Russell Westbrook doesn't know how to finish the team. Yeah, I blame Russell Westbrook. I blame Russell Westbrook for a lot of things. More on that in a moment. But my thought is this. Unless the Houston Rockets learn how to play defense against the fastest team in the league, the highest scoring team in the league, and also learn how to slow them down like they did opening night at Oracle Arena, and they still gave up 121 points, I don't see this going no longer than five games. That's my prediction. The Dubs will defend their Western Conference title, and they'll clinch on the road in Houston. I don't think they'll steal one. I think they'll steal a pair in Houston. But I will say it goes no more than six games. What do you guys think? I'm watching on the Facebook feed. Give me your predictions here in the box, and I'll read them aloud um, here in just a moment. Ten after the hour, talking NBA basketball before I get Chris Dietz on the line to um, talk all kinds of sports. Uh, Braden Mulder, one of my baseball buddies who I used to watch pitch at uh, the at Ho-Chunk Sports Complex is tuning us in. What's up, BJ? Now, why did Oklahoma City fail so badly? It's two words. Russell Westbrook. Russell Russell Westbrook does not have a killer defense. Russell Westbrook does not have a killer instinct. He doesn't. He's a me player. He wants to pad his stats. goes the distance it could possibly do that uh, Shane says dubs in six uh, Shane Lake why don't I just read you guys' comments before I go to a break here Shane says let's be realistic Houston is a Mack truck and G-Dub is a Ferrari Houston needs to hit them hard yeah here's the problem Houston also needs to catch them both teams are fairly healthy so you can't offer excuse uh, an excuse either way you can't offer an excuse either way Golden State has proven on a couple of occasions now that they can win a series without Stephen Curry. But I also said this. Without Stephen Curry, Golden State's averaging 110 points a game. Now that they have him back and their team is healthy for the first time all year, they can average 130 points a game. The problem is, will Houston keep up? I don't think so. Whenever Houston gets in a funk, they always go Either ISO with James Harden or pick and roll with Chris Paul. All the dubs need to do is to defend that, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm calling this now, I wouldn't be surprised if one JaVale McGee, yes, the and a Fool legend himself who has turned himself into one of the key pieces of the Golden State Warriors. I would not be surprised. Either way, and y'all are going to think I'm crazy? I wouldn't be surprised either way if JaVale McGee plays one of the key roles in this series. I really don't think Houston can outrun Golden State. Not for seven games. They split the season series, each team winning one on the other's home floor. So you can cancel that out. But I will also say that if Golden State becomes the first team to score a road win, then they'll wipe them out. If Houston defends the home court, they win in seven games. But this is going to be a hellacious series either way. It's going to be one hell of a series. I just don't think Houston has the horses, even given Chris Paul. Even given Chris Paul, I just don't think Houston has the horses to keep up with Golden State. McGee is going to be the X Factor. Count on that. JaVale McGee himself is going to be the X-Factor in this series. Because he's a younger center, even though this is his 10th year in the league, he can run circles around Houston's bigs, and Houston doesn't have any bigs. All they have are shooters right now. Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, James Harden. Well, Golden State has a couple of great shooters, too. I'll give you another X-Factor in this series. And you may have heard this name before, Draymond Green. He didn't do much when they met in 2015 except frighten the piss out of everybody in a Houston uniform. Now that Draymond Green has two championships under his belt, um, three Western Conference Finals under his belt, this team knows how to win. And I'm not saying anything against Houston. Don't get me wrong. Houston, again, deserved the number one seed because they won 66 games, and they also won a game in Oakland. That was opening night. They beat the Warriors in Oakland, okay? But Golden State also won in Houston. So the first team that scores a road win will win this series. And I really believe that Golden State will steal not one, but two in Houston. It goes no longer than six. My official prediction says Warriors in five. And the Warriors will return to the NBA Finals by Memorial Day weekend if not earlier. Now, if Houston scores the upset, I'll put this headset on and say, hey, Houston scored the win. Houston's a good team. I'm not saying they're not. I never will say that they're not. You don't win 66 games for nothing. But it's the style of play that should frighten Houston Rockets fans. Not their obsession with wanting to beat the Warriors. Not their obsession with wanting to take them down and, and – and Score the victory of all victories. It should be how are we going to slow down this Ferrari that can go to 120 miles an hour in two minutes. Aaron Adam, what's up? Daniel Wolf. Thank you guys for tuning in on the Facebook feed. I may just make this exclusively Facebook and then cut it up from there. I haven't decided yet. 16 beyond the hour. Let me take a break. When we come back, I got some words about one Russell Westbrook. And why Russell Westbrook will never, ever, ever, ever see the NBA Finals again. I say he won't. A lot of people disagree with me. I don't care. I have my reasons. In a flash. Hey fans, spring is here and Cleaver Supplements invites you to spring into action to get in the
0: best shape of your life. Our supplements and products will help you do just that. You had a good winter season, and now it's time to show off and keep that great shape, great attitude, and work on getting even better for your life. Our Fat Burner, Super Swole Serum, and other products will keep you on track to a healthier and happier you. Do it for your family. Do it for your friends. But most of all, do it for you. For more information, visit us online at cleaversupplements.com. Cleaver Supplements, pure supplements for when genetics are just not
2: enough the beauty of high school sports is that it gives us a chance to challenge ourselves you can be an athlete you can be a parent you can even be a fan you can challenge yourself to do the right thing and when you do your entire community benefits challenge yourself this message is brought to you by the illinois high school association inviting you to support the athletic and activity events at your local high school you'll like what you see This is the king of Connecticut, Matt Gretahan. And there's a new sheriff in town and a new king of morning talk. So move over, Howard Stern. Brian Snow, the snowman, snowman in the
0: morning. Catch the show every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Coming soon, the new some energy drinks want to scare you. Some even want to bully you around. And the others, they're just blowing smoke. Packed with vitamins B3, B5, B6, and B12, the new HiQ Energy Drink comes available in four exciting flavors Skyberry Fusion, Apple. Coconut Food Punch. And Lemlime. Natural caffeine, no preservatives, no crash, no bull. High Q Energy Drink. Wings
1: are for birds. This is Snowman in the Morning, where true sports talk lives. Next! What? Are
0: you kidding me? You know what? I'm the juggernaut, bitch!
2: <laughs> uh, having a little fun here as we get things started here on this Wednesday. Christie's coming in approximately 11 minutes from now. And I have a little something to say about when... One, Russell Westbrook. I made a statement before I went to a break, and the statement is as follows. Russell Westbrook, hear me out, y'all. Russell Westbrook will never, ever, ever, ever win an NBA championship or see the NBA finals, period. He had – I had a drink this morning, excuse me. He had a shot in 2012 with Kevin Durant and company, and they got blown away in five games by the Miami Heat. Now, since then, they've made one Western Conference final appearance that came in 2016 when they had the Golden State Warriors by the throat and let them get away. Russell Westbrook is so overrated, it's not even funny. Don't tell me about him averaging a triple-double for two consecutive years. That's the most fraudulent set of triple-doubles I've ever seen in my life, especially since the NBA changed the rules on what an assist is. I did a little research, and I educated myself on some old-school basketball. An assist leads directly to a basket, and half of Westbrook's assists for the past two seasons did not lead directly to a basket. So, therefore, I call his two triple-double seasons fraudulent. I call him fraudulent. He loves padding the stats, but he doesn't love competing for a championship. He loves padding the stats, but doesn't love making his teammates better. He loves padding his stats, but doesn't love showing his killer instinct when it came to knocking out an opponent. When they won game one against Utah in the playoffs this year, you would think, you would think, that the Oklahoma City Thunder would finally get over the hump, silence the critics, and move on to the second round, especially since they added Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Ha! That's a lie. Because then Utah won the next three games, and two of them very handily in Salt Lake City. It took a 25-point comeback in Game 5, for Oklahoma City to not really be embarrassed in losing five games. Hell, I feel they should have been swept. If Utah has a hot streak in Game One, we're not even making this we're making we're not even making this six game conversation. It'd have been over in four. When the lights have shined the brightest since 2013, Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder have failed. Failed. They had the spotlight on them in 2012 when they had Westbrook, Durant, James Harden, and Serge Ibaka. You have the four cornerstones for your dynasty right there. And not only did they get embarrassed by Miami, they allowed Golden State to erase a three games to one deficit, something Cleveland would later do in the finals, and win the Western Conference. They haven't been the same since, and they won't be the same until Russell Westbrook has a coach that tells them, sit down, shut up, this is how we're going to do it. Until that coach comes along and and tells them how they're going to run an offense they'll never succeed. Paul George is out of there. He's going to um Los Angeles. Carmelo Anthony's out of there. M- Melo's been washed up for years. So what happens? What are you going to do? Try to make um Stephen Adams your running partner? Please. I don't buy that, and you shouldn't either. As far as I am concerned, now this may change. This may change. But as far as I am concerned, the Oklahoma City Thunder are done. They are finito. Period. How the hell are you going to trust a team run by a college coach and Billy Donovan. And here's the thing about Westbrook. All the other players that I mentioned, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant. I'll throw a coach's name in there, Scott Brooks. You know who ran him out of there? Westbrook. Westbrook dismantled single-handedly what was supposed to be a dynasty. It was supposed to be a dynasty in Oklahoma City. Hell, if you think about it honestly, it was supposed to be a dynasty in Seattle, which is where the team originally was. And Russell Westbrook killed it. It's his fault and it's management's fault for not telling Russell Westbrook to sit down and shut up. The year it became his team was the year Kevin Durant was injured. And ever since then, he hasn't let go of the reins. Well, somebody needs to rein in Westbrook. And if Westbrook learned how to hit an outside jump shot, he wouldn't have to drive to the rack all the time. He would not have to drive to the rack all the time if he learned how to consistently hit an outside shot. All this driving to the basket, all that's going to do is wear him out. Hello? It's, all, it's just going to wear him out. Let me get Chris Dietz on the line to talk some sports. What up, Dietz? Hey, what's going on, man? Okay. Let's dive into this as we continue our Express edition of Snowman in the Morning, live on Arena Sports Net three and Out Radio and our Facebook live feed. Thanks for joining us. Will you please Hello? give your thoughts about Matt Ryan's new contract?
0: Um Well it's 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 an interest it's an interesting thing, um Matt Ryan's new contract and it's something it's something that i think fans and the media um uh, hello I'm
1: right,
0: here. I'm right here all right i just i heard i heard a ding so <laughs> um it, it's it's an interesting thing that um, because what what I've seen from a lot of the takes on it is, if you look at the if you look at now the top five quarterbacks in terms of money, people people have have all said, oh this you can't win this way. The top five there's only one Super Bowl between them, but then but that's not taking into account what has happened in, in the recent future. In the recent past, which is, look at the guys who have won. The guys who have won Super Bowls are Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and those kind of guys. But what happens is, when a guy wins a Super Bowl and he's young, he signs a long-term contract. Mm -hmm. Well, when you sign a long-term contract, at the end of that contract, by the end of that contract, there's about ten more guys who have… Who have had to have their contracts restructured. Right. So yes, the newest guys are going to be making more money. That's why guys like Matthew Stafford are on the list. Guys like Matt Ryan are on the list of highest paid quarterbacks because teams know
1: they need a quarterback
0: to pay them a lot more money. Mm -hmm. So the scale of what you pay a quarterback has gone up. That causes them to get more money than guys like a Russell Wilson, guys like a an Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to be paid as much because when they signed their contract, yeah, they signed at the highest rate. But since they signed that contract, ten guys have been re-signed to even bigger contracts. Right. It's just that's how that's how the world works, and it, it seems like people don't understand that that's the market for a quarterback
2: speaking of contracts there's a subject you put in front of me college coaching extensions who got an extension and who deserves one
0: well we, we saw we saw two two interesting moves this past week where we saw we saw Kirby smart get an extension right he didn't get he didn't necessarily get well he got a raise Kirby Smart is the guy who got the raise, the coach at Georgia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's interesting because it's off, it's off one season. Yeah. You know, they made this huge investment into Kirby Smart, and let, you know, he's he's only got one recruiting one. class in. Yeah. So then, then you look at what happened in Miami. Miami. Had a had a, a breakout year last year with Mark Rick, they they didn't give him more money. They just extended his contract through twenty twenty three. And again, based off of one year. So what you're seeing is, hey, if you have if you have one breakout year, you can hit it big. But the questions gonna the questions aren't gonna be, what happens now? The questions gonna be. Three or four years down the road, if Georgia doesn't get back to a national championship, what what are they going to look at? They're going to look right. at Kirby Smart mm-hmm. and say, and, and that and that that's where I I don't see what the what the point is of extending him off of one year. You, you got to let guys you got to let guys get two or three years in
2: absolutely but the,
0: the problem with doing that is when you let guys go two or three years somebody else will come in with an even bigger contract that's true so if they catch 22 mm-hmm. but we'll see how it plays out and I think based off of last you could base it off, off last year and what happened with Kirby smart you could say he's deserving of the contract yeah but at the same time you could look at the other angle of that
2: is it's one year let' yeah. let's see what happens going forward got a few buddies watching on the facebook live feed including dave Verda. i know they don't hear the second half of the interview don't worry we're going to replay it for you matt nelson checking us out karen wanky i hope i said that right my dear and todd allen also giving us a, a watch as well you mentioned something very very true that a lot of coaches in college now are getting extensions off of a one-year breakout season Now, I'm not doing this to be a homer. I'm doing this to exercise a point. There is a Big Ten coach without any true accolades who got an extension, and they did it right because it was based on his performance and his recruiting. And the coach I'm referring to is one Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Well,
0: Pat Fitzgerald, the the extension to Pat Fitzgerald is is twofold. It one one it's to keep one one is to reward him for what he's done at Northwestern, mm-hmm. and you being a Northwestern fan, I I know you know the peaks and valleys that have gone on yes. in the Northwest, and now they're they're reaping the benefits of having Pat Fitzgerald.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: second thing that they did in extending him and and giving him a pay raise is they know he's the ne- you know he's the next guy that a big time program yeah and you you know Pat Fitzgerald, the the things I know about Pat Fitzgerald is, one, Northwestern guy. I don't think he would leave that job unless it was an
2: astronomical opportunity. It would have to be. It would absolutely have to be an astronomical opportunity. He played at Carl Sandburg High School in suburban Chicago. He played at Northwestern, so he bleeds purple. And when he was brought on to be the next coach after the unfortunate passing of Randy Walker, he was the defensive coordinator when Walker passed. Northwestern believed then, and this was 2005, that they found their guy. Now he's going into his 14th season, and that's about as stable as Northwestern coaching staff has been since the days of Gary Barnett and after him, Randy Walker.
0: Yeah, I, It's just, well, it's the world that we're living in now. Is you you either extend these coaches or they're gonna leave, mm-hmm. and and so somebody out there is going to give a boatload of money to the the guy who they think is going to be the next guy, and and that that's that's just the the way it is unless you have a guy unless
1: and like.
0: on the right track Mm -hmm. but you know in the back of your mind every sec school is going to be poaching oh yeah
2: every sec school
0: they're going to be poaching from the other conferences that's
2: just they're salivating over pat salivating over pat fitzgerald they are absolutely salivating over pat fitzgerald and pat fitzgerald has said i'm staying put so good for him and good for northwestern and speaking of good there's a game tonight that's taking place in Boston with your Boston Celtics holding up three games to one lead over Philadelphia. And folks like myself didn't see Boston charging out to such a lead in this series. I underestimated them. I was totally wrong. I admit that, but some of the other big wigs won't admit that. My question to you, which you gave to me in our notes, why did the media get this wrong? And I mean historically wrong.
0: Well, the 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 media's the media got this wrong on so many levels because they they want to push him to succeed, right? And they want to they want to push him into that that upper echelon. Even Joel Embiid, who is yeah a fantastic player, mm-hmm. but he's also a fantastic marketer yes. of himself. He does a great job on Twitter. He does a great job of stoking the fires of everybody else and his who's you know he in interviews when he's allowed to talk about himself or talk about the other team he he's able to, able to put that across to where it's an interesting topic to talk about you, then you look at the other side of this and you look at the Celtics every one of the you know everyone came in oh the Celtics are too banged up they're they're too injured didn't even look at the fact that the Celtics have if you look at all the things that make up a very good team mm-hmm. the Celtics have 4 out of the 5 things all they're missing is a star player
2: in Kyrie Irving their two
0: stars are are injured
2: mm-hmm.
0: but they have but they have an exceptional coach and a deep bench which they put together and the the funny thing about it is everybody I wanna go back to two years ago when everybody said Danny Ainge needs to make a trade. He needs right. to make a big splash, right? He needs he needs to trade his draft pick. Well, what did he do with those draft picks? He got Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. he got Jason Tatum, and look where they are now. They're in such a better position than where they could be, and nobody wants to say no nobody's None of the main people are going to say, "Well, I was totally wrong and and Danny Ainge has done the right thing." They're just mm-hmm. going to say, "Danny Ainge is doing a great job." Well, you didn't say that when he didn't make the trade. When he didn't exactly. make the Jimmy Butler trade, everybody said Danny Ainge is killing the Celtics. Mm-hmm. No, he helped the Celtics in getting there. He's now got three players that can can play can play off the bench and he still got Kyrie, still got right. Gordon Hayward. And and the Celtics are set for for the next 10 years rather than being set for that one championship run.
2: Absolutely right. I got to say a special hi to uh, Sandy Logsdon, who, whom I call Mama Bear, who has been a mom to me. She's watching the uh, uh, Facebook live feed, so is Reagan White and Daniel Wolf. And I will admit, I got this wrong with the Boston Celtics. I didn't realize how deep the Celtics are. Now, if there's one thing they need to do, they need to finish Philadelphia tonight. They
0: they the, the the thing about the Celtics is, and and whenever anybody talks about the Celtics, everybody always goes back to, oh, the Celtics are great in closeout games at home. Historically, they they always bring up the historic events. They don't yeah, look at the team look, as it's built now. Right. And I I think I, I think Philadelphia got a bump because they were at home playing for desperation. Now the Celtics are kind of in that same boat where they're at home. It's a desperation to close out the series. Um I, I'm hoping as as a Celtics fan, I'm hoping they put the ball and they run through through Jason Tatum. If they if they That'll go be a great through choice. Tatum, if they go through Tatum, I, I think they that that's the way their offense is set up, and then the other guys just feed off them. Um, the other thing is is Brad Stevens was hit with with a wrinkle of T.J. Uh, McConnell,
2: McConnell getting in yeah.
0: the starting lineup and and doing some things. You can do those things at home when you have the crowd behind you and everything let's see how and Brad Stevens i i believe in his ability to adjust and that's what coaching is is adjusting he will make an adjustment to shut to shut down McCollum the question is will it will it hurt will it allow Embiid or Simmons to take over the game i think uh again Stevens will have some will have a plan for how to attack those two guys and keep them off. For the last game in Boston, Ben Simmons had one, one point.
2: Yeah, and everybody's still har- everybody's still harping on that. Chris Deeds joining me to talk all kinds of sports, from football to basketball and whatever comes up. He joins me every morning for Deets' Sports Chatter. You can hear it every morning. You can also hear it, Via the podcast. Great talking to you, my friend. Can't wait to have you on next week. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks, partner. All right. See, when you're in a situation and there was a great word that was mentioned by Chris when he said adjustments. That ties into my final word of the day. Adjustments. You make them. They make them in sports all the time. My buddy Trey Snide watching again. What's up, Trey? You make them in sports and you make them in life all the time. Lord knows I've had to make some adjustments on the fly just in the past two years. But I know a lot of people that have had to make adjustments as well. Keep making them. Keep making your adjustments and keep tailing your life to what you want it to be and what you expected it to be. Because if there's one thing that I have learned very, very recently, if you sit around and wait for things to be given to out on a limb, that's where all the fruit is. And I also mentioned to myself that in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be taking a tremendous leap of faith. That's the key word, faith. I got faith in what I'm doing, and I'm willing to make the biggest investment that I haven't made fully in my 22-plus years, time. Really diving in, learning what I can do, and seeing what I can do. I gave you a teaser Monday, and I'll say it again. In a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to take a tremendous leap of faith. It's going to involve a lot of sacrifice. It's going to involve a lot of time. And for me, it's involving something I have never historically been good at. Patience. Anyone who knows me or knows of me knows my patience can run very thin very quickly. But since I became an adult, I've had to learn patience more than once, dealing with situations, the death of my father, the death of my daughter, um, not speaking to my family presently because of my daughter. I've had to learn a lot of patience through a lot of trials and tribulations, and believe me, I'm going through a few trials and tribulations right now, but a friend of me a friend of mine last night said that it's all about doing what you love to do when you are doing what you love to do, the hell with everything else, you will develop everything you need to develop any quality that you're looking to have and looking to find when you put your all into what you love to do. They all come out. You just have to have a little patience in letting them come out. Well, that's why I made some of the decisions that I have made. It's going to be something, quite frankly, scary. Very scary. But someone said to me, you'll never be happy unless you're doing what you love to do. And as much as I tried to deny it in very recent times... They're right. They're dead on right. Back up. I'm going to take a running start. And I'm going to take a leap of faith into a pool I never thought I'd find myself in. But you know something? I'd rather find myself in that pool finding my happiness than trying to find myself in a pool full of money and I'd be miserable doing that i refuse to be miserable any longer and i hope y'all make that same refusal be happy chase your dreams catch one and chase the other i got a few that i'm chasing i've always said if your dreams don't scare you then they are not big enough well the sumbitch i got in mind is pretty damn big and on that note i will see y'all tomorrow have a great wednesday snowman out
0: McDonald's new $123 menu has breakfast, which means you can get the sausage burrito for $1, a sausage McGriddles for $2, and the sausage McMuffin with egg for $3. Or, as Jill likes to call it, the I burnt the toast, set off the smoke detector, and filled the apartment with smoke meal. (laughs) More like the I can't believe you did that again meal. Build whatever breakfast you want with McDonald's new $123 menu. Prices and participation
1: may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.